0: Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is, Half and Half is Not Full. No doubt you have seen some overlap in my messages if you are a full-time listener. I try and develop the messages that God wants to release when He wants to release it. And if you have read through that beautiful book, You have noticed that God is a God of redundancy. He repeats himself as if his words are like a hammer blow to our hard hearts, grinding that stony thing to powder. There is such a need for us to wake up in these very days. He is moving. Yes, moving away from us, as we have been asking him to do so for decades. As he does so more and more, the devil is an opportunist and will fill every spiritual void left by the absence of the presence of God. No, yes, there will be people who remain true to God in this season, but the number will be shockingly few. Did he not say the love of many will grow cold? They did have love at one point, Matthew twenty-four twelve, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Let's warm up, shall we? Halfway with God cost you all of God. Let's chat with the ten virgins and see how that situation worked out for them. Matthew 25:11. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins, who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Keep this in mind right out the gate. Jesus stated the kingdom of heaven is like. The population of the kingdom of heaven is a lot more than ten, which is the number used in this example. I say this so that you understand that if half the ten did not make it in, How many will make it into the kingdom of heaven? Half of the believers? Well, now all of the virgins did believe in God and were heading out to the spaceship where Jesus landed so that they could go with him. 50% were not ready for his return. You see now that that is a more intimidating number, isn't it? Five won't move you off your couch, but 3.5 billion of our current population, just to use a random number, might just get you to rethink your Christian station in life. Now we know that in Matthew and Luke, it states in part that many are trying to get in, that is, into heaven, and they won't be able to. In Matthew, it is more addressing the unrighteous Christian, who although operated in the supernatural, did not make it in either, due to their motivation for being a Christian, and no doubt what they were doing in the dark, when they thought no one was looking. Matthew 7, 21, 23 Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Luke 13, 23, 24. Then one said to him, Lord, are there few who are saved? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate, For many, I say to you, will seek to enter, and will not be able. So back to our lead scripture, verse 2. Now five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Did you ever think that a Christian can be foolish? Now you see, as some of you are thinking right now that these five were not Christians but false prophets or false teachers, I would say to you that they were more like an unconverted Nicodemus. No doubt the other five wise virgins would not have hung out with them if they were false anything. I mean, I don't do it, so i got to assume that they wouldn't either. Now moving away from that, though, we see another thing that happened to the foolish five that is also happening to the foolish Christians of today. Hmm, what might that be? no oil, no preparation to meet Jesus. The opportunities for us believers in our walk with God must include reading our Bibles, hanging out with mature Christians who can make you a disciple and teach you also how to make disciples. You must allow God to skin you alive and to separate the worldly thinking from your spiritual thinking. He will use people to do this. He will use events to do this. He will use health issues to do this. But I tell you, as one who has died several times under his scalpel, you must give him the right of way. Give it all up at the pace you are able to handle, while backfilling those now void time slots with kingdom things. Find out what your spiritual gifts and natural talents are, and begin to develop them so that you can use them in service to him. If you don't believe in the Holy Spirit, you can hang up now. I cannot help you. Verse 6 And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Shut? You mean Jesus to shut the door with no expectation? That anyone else would return? Didn't the other five tell him that there are five more? I can guess that they did because the spaceship remained in the field until they returned. It doesn't say he opened the door to speak to them, though. Verse 11 Afterward, the other virgins came in also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. I do not know you, he says. Yes. Spend all of your time fighting with those of other churches and or denominations. Yes, fight to be right whether you are or are not. Nope, do nothing the Bible states because, well, you cannot earn salvation. Oh, and don't even read the Bible. This way you won't know what it's asking of you. Yes, just keep sowing all of you and your time into a perishing world, heaping up dead excuses for not leaving and forsaking all that you might get to know and obey Him. Everything you do must lead you to wanting to know God. Saving the opportunity for when you get into heaven won't work. You will never make it with that sort of thinking. Now, listening to these messages and doing what they recommend, now that will get you increase. That will increase your appetite for God. So what does the halfway with God look like today? It looks like you think that God works for you in faith and in your worldly beliefs. God can heal me, but he also created doctors to do the same thing, right? Well, he did, but I think that's because of his grace towards us. It is possible that God assumed that we would completely transition from this world to the next while living in this world. John 8.23 And he said to them, You are from beneath, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. Is it possible that God assumed we would go from faith to faith, eventually leaving the elementary principles of chatter to perfection? Romans 1.17 For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The just shall live by faith. Hebrews 6.1 Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Is it possible that the doctor business was created for the unbeliever? Due to his love for most of humanity. Romans 9.13 As it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. Did you know that there's people that didn't know that God actually hated other people? Perhaps God was just setting up a system of tests to see if we would be in the faith. 2 Corinthians 13:5. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless you indeed are disqualified. Listen, test yourself. What does that mean? So when an opportunity for faith comes up, see if you actually have the faith. If you fall into fear and worry, you don't have the faith. You didn't pass the test. Perhaps you thought that we would walk in faith, that is, in the Spirit? Galatians 5, 16, 18 I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these things are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Perhaps it is so that we would get along well enough to be able to equip the saints for the work of ministry and launch out those who are called to have maybe a healing ministry or some other ministry. Ephesians 4, 11, 16 And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure and stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by whatever joint supplies, according to the effect of working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. 1 Corinthians 12:9. To another, faith by the same Spirit, to another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Now living in two worlds will cost you heaven. It is exhausting just to live for Jesus, let alone trying to please mankind and our family at the same time. If you try and do it, Jesus' spaceship will truly be an unidentified flying object, as you will not know him in the degree that he himself will be able to say to you that he knows you. 1 John 2, 15, 17 Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away. the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. James 4.4 Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Listen, if God who says, I came down to separate mother from daughter and daughters from mothers, what on earth are we thinking if we think that he will bless us in both worlds? Matthew 10.34-36 do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. You see, he's very serious about building his kingdom. And you have the wonderful opportunity to engage his program for getting in. Do not underestimate how serious he is about making sure that all who get in belong there based on the way they lived as a Christian down here. Hell is a very real place, and it is easy to get into it. Just do God your own way in the flesh. Attack everything and any person who is authentically giving it their all. And see just how easy it is to drop right in the hell spot. Now, earlier in the message, I said that uh, we're supposed to test ourselves. So when you read some of these scriptures, it says, uh, for example, in James 4.4, 4, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world, makes himself an enemy of God? Only you truly know if that's what you're doing. Is that your motivation to make yourself a friend of the world? To get along with everybody? To have 10,000 Facebook friends? You're not gonna get along with everybody. If you're a born again authentic believer, you have been separated out of the world. you automatically have enemies once you become born again. That's just the way that it works. But it's okay, because Jesus says that he has overcome the world. And if he has, so can we. We have our tools, we have our equipment. He left us a Bible. All we gotta do is read it and do what it says. Pursue him with everything in you. He's leading this war, this battle, he won. Seems to me that we'd wanna mirror his actions so that we too can win. This life is too short to give everything into it. Eternity is a long time. Invest your time in eternity, and you won't be wasting your time. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in Deep Waters.